Alive, 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 alive. Give you my all to me. Mm. <laughs> what song were we just listening to? Um, it's from the Spider-Man Spider-Verse movie. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I forget what it's called. But it's Sway Lee. That's why it's just in to my save brain. You give His songs are so catchy. Remember when we were at the post malone concert and then on the auto tune he was yeah, like yeah he's like give it up for post malone, post malone. <laughs> it's so funny when they talk when the auto tune is still on ah <laughs> <laughs> hey. oh, well we have an airplane passing by but let's do the intro anyway right this is the open heart experience my name is t revy rev trevy trev <laughs> My pronouns are he, him. My name is Nikki. My pronouns are they, them. And we are two neurodivergents taking on the world together in divine partnership. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Did that just come out of your brain? What are we going to be called when we're married? Mm, Twin flames. Not husband and wife, that's for sure. Ew. Spouses, you that that makes me think of like like an older couple. <laughs> well, there was wife swap, but what was the there was like spouse? Oh something, god, wasn't there? Those are like the worst shows on TV. Yeah, now there's like TikToks of the kids that were on them. Like, yeah, how like traumatized heavily traumatized. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Reality <laughs> shows, man. But we're guilty of reality them shows. Very much out of touch with reality hoes. I think that's Are we Kanye. just DJs now? Yeah, pretty much. That's how my brain works. It's <coughs> an, it's a constant loop of music playing. I think my fall allergies are starting. <laughs> my spring allergies never stopped. Oh, maybe that's why then. It's just continual. Every time we get on the podcast, we're like, ugh, our allergies today. Do we? <laughs> yeah, every time. I mean, it's our life. Yeah. Welcome to my house. My nose is always plugged. That might not be a good thing. Also, I think I have a deviated septum. Yeah, but you would not want to get the surgery to fix No, I don't, it, it do, I don't think it affects my breathing, but it's definitely a little bit. Yeah, it does. You snore. When? I don't remember. That's why when you lay on your back, I tell you to flip. And you go... Ugh. Oh, on my back, I snore. Yeah. Sleeping on your back is weird. It gives me I like... I love sleeping on It my gives back. me the weirdest dreams. And then I wake up from the dreams and it feels like I'm free falling because I'm on my back. I lately have only been able to sleep on my back because my shoulders get too sore. I think sleeping on my belly is the most comfortable, but then I wake up with the worst neck pain. I know that's not the best way to sleep at all, but it's so comfortable. Like spread out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kicking me off the bed when you're not in the bed i feel like i sleep on my stomach mm. i just take up a lot of room when i sleep yeah i don't i wake up in the same spot that i <laughs> fell asleep in i'm like a dead sleeper <laughs> what are we gonna talk about today i want to mm. talk about your mental health my mental health yeah okay well, I'm going through a big change right now, which I know you always say that I always say that <laughs> that I'm always doing some sort of transition. 
But that's life, though. I'm not just not just you. Like everything's yeah, always changing. Everything f- always feels like a big transition. Like having my back injury to being functional again was a big transition. Or like yeah, that's not being able to move, or like feeling fine, and then all of a sudden I couldn't move for like months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now, well. We do the gig apps. I don't really anymore because I realize that I hate them. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like a lot of anxiety. Chloe always asks me, she's like, I don't understand how you deal with that. I'm like, oh, it's fine. But then I was like, how do I deal with this? It's so annoying. Like just not knowing if your customer is going to be nice or if they're needy. Like if they're needy and they only tip like 50 cents. (laughs) It's so annoying. And, like, the app glitches. If it was all just, like, smooth and dandy and, like, nothing went wrong, then it would be fine. But it's never like that. Yeah, I don't think that's specific to just doing gig apps. I think that's anything, though. Nothing's ever going to go smooth at all. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that the gig apps always glitched and it was never smooth. So then what's what's the transition that's happening right now? Um, I work at the climbing gym that I climb Mm -hmm. at now, and I haven't been an employee in, like, a year. Mm. So just transitioning to having, like, a set schedule. Not a set schedule, because the schedule is different every single week, but, like, being expected to be somewhere for a certain amount of hours. I feel like that that would be a big adjustment for sure. Instead of just doing whatever I please. Which also with Instacart and like the gig apps and stuff, it was hard for me to find structure because it was hard for me to motivate myself to do something I didn't want to do. And I think for you having the structure of like you have to be here, Mm -hmm. I think that's good for you. Yeah. Not. I don't think you lack discipline, but I think with ADHD and executive just yeah just getting going for you is really hard unless there's like like a deadline like you have to be here at 8 Mm a.m and when you have someone who's waiting for you or like a job expecting you I feel like that's good for you Mm -hmm. because for me like I I love structure so much but I create my own structure and that's what works best for me I don't like having obligations for other people or other things and so i think it's it's good that you have realized that yeah because i i mean i've known that about you i just i'm not going to tell you that because that's it's your own path to learn that well you do tell me that Uh (laughs) (laughs) you're like you're like is this working (laughs) you need some structure yeah my our whole relationship you've just been telling me how i need structure (laughs) when i don't remember like when I tried to just do, like, when I was still doing wire wrap stuff during the pandemic, and you were like, I think you need structure. Like, set a schedule for yourself. Oh, yeah. Every time I was, like, overwhelmed, you're like, I think you need structure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is funny, because you're like, I'm not going to tell you that. you got to figure it out on your own. Well, I meant, like, specifically with, like, um, <laughs> like, doing, like, self-employment, like, gig apps and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like... Well, I do wish I got paid just a tiny bit more, but also being expected to be somewhere at a certain time, like 
in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, then on my day off, I can, like, make jewelry or something like that. And it's not like I wake up and I'm like, do I feel like doing jewelry today? I don't know. Almost, do I feel like working today? I don't know. Almost like analysis paralysis where you have, like, all these things that you can do. Mm-hmm. But because there's all these different choices, it's impossible to choose one. So then you end That's up doing what nothing. That's gets me every morning. Yeah. Where I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'll do this today. Or then I'm like, oh, I'll just open the Instacart app, and if I get a good one, then I'll do Instacart. And then I'm doing Instacart, I'm like, man, I want to be doing jewelry. Why yeah. didn't I just do that? And I feel like for me, it's hard to tell what I actually want to do until I'm doing the thing that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Or, like, just with choices in general, like, if you're like, oh, does pasta sound good for dinner? Or would you rather, like, tofu scramble? And then I'm like, I don't know what I want. And then you pick one, and then I'm like, wait, I don't want that thing. I want the other one. <laughs> That's interesting. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like, I can't, I don't know what I want until the thing that I don't want is chosen for me. And then I'm like, wait, that's not it. Or if it is the thing that I wanted, then I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. I think part of it definitely has to do with ADHD. I think, do you think there's any sort of part of it that also has to do with, um, like underlying trauma or just like a fear that you're going to choose the wrong thing so then it's like almost blocking you somehow from choosing the oh right yeah thing. i have lots of choice trauma <laughs> <laughs> i feel like a lot of people can well, relate I to feel that like i've done a lot of things that didn't align and i didn't know i had the choice mm-hmm. to not choose that mm-hmm. thing and now that i know that i have a choice I'm like, well, I need to think about every single scenario to know if it is actually what I want to do. But sometimes you don't know until you do it. Yeah. And that's also fine. I think, I feel like most people have some sort of challenge with that because like when you're born through your childhood and growing up, it's almost like all these things are pushed onto you and Mm -hmm. in some ways it's good for like parents to make sure that you're being safe and stuff but then a lot of times you're told to do things that don't feel right or that don't sit right with you but because you're a child and there's an authority over you you have to obey the authority Mm -hmm. and so when you grow up into adulthood and then you're on your own and there's no one to make these choices for you then it's like, oh, I have no idea how to do this. And then yeah. what if I make the wrong decision? Mm-hmm. But I think, like, I don't think that you can make a wrong decision. No, I think every decision you make is, like, will we talk about the movie all the time? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Like every, I feel like we bring that up every podcast. Every single It's my podcast. favorite movie. It's such a good movie. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, go watch it right now. Isn't it free to stream somewhere? There's like an Asian streaming app where I think it's free. We've watched it, right? At home? Yeah, but I think I rented it. Well, it's remember. worth it. Oh, yeah. Rent it. Definitely. Buy it. Put that shit on a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking worth it. <laughs> Anyways. Um, what were we saying? Oh, choices. Yeah, so basically, like, her whole life... She could have made all these different choices, but in the end, she ultimately realized that she's happy where she is. Mm -hmm. And so if she had made 
a different choice or the choice she feels like she should have made, mm-hmm. she might not be as happy as she mm-hmm. is now. And so I feel like as that gives long me as chills. Like I have actual chills. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. You look like a goose. <laughs> <laughs> look like a scrotum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Those are scary. Um, okay. Back to serious talk. Serious guys. We are serious guys. But like, okay. There's always going to be a, I should have. Mm-hmm. Always. No matter what choice you make. But I think it's just about kind of leaning into the trust and the faith that like the choice you make, like you made that mm-hmm. for a reason. It might not bring the results that you had hoped for, that you had wanted the results to be, but it's the path that you're on. And because you made that choice, maybe there's something else that happens from that. Like you just, you don't know. Yeah. And even like, if you like make a choice that like, What's the word I'm thinking of? Um, oh, my God. Hello, brain. Please work. What kind of choice are you thinking of? Like a poor decision. Like if you make a poor decision, oh. like that's not socially acceptable or I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Like if you make like like a what would be deemed like a bad choice, mm-hmm. that still happened for a reason. Like you, you still have something to take from that and to learn from that. And you wouldn't know what you know now if you didn't make that decision in the past yeah and i think a big thing for me is knowing that like whatever decision i make like nothing is permanent Mm -hmm. so even if it seems like a permanent decision like choosing to apply for a job like it's just a job if it doesn't work out you find a different one yeah like it's nothing is that serious like it's not that serious i was thinking that today like like Especially for me, because I'm so rigid, I have to tell myself sometimes, like, I have to remind myself, like, it's not that serious. Yeah, I think I have to remind you a lot, too, like, <laughs> when I have an idea, like, hey, let's go to the lake tomorrow, and you're like, why would you say that? I already have this, this, and this. I'm like, it's just an idea. It's just oh an idea. Yeah. We don't have to. I was just saying I would be down if you would like to. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that comes up a lot. Is just you thinking that, like, well, putting pressure on yourself, too, to not let me down by, like, thinking that you have to then do that thing if I ask. I feel like you do that a lot. Let's get in, let's get into this. It's literally let's, just an idea. Let's get into this because I feel like being autistic and having a lot of rigidity in my brain and a lot of structure in my day and my routines that I feel like we don't do the things that you, your ideas, like activities or eating mm-hmm. somewhere, whatever, as often as you would like. Because well, yeah, I, f- but we shouldn't go to the fix every day of the week. <laughs> and I would like to do that. Because I feel like more often than not, we do the things that, I want to do like you want to do them too but they aren't necessarily like your ideas to yeah do but them. it's not as big of a deal for me to do what you want to do because normally it's something that I also want to do 
It's not like we're, we have like completely different interests. Well, in some things, but usually in the things that we end up doing, it's something that I've said in the past that I would like to do. And then it's just more accessible to you in that moment. So that's when we do it. It's not about you pick more of what we do. It's just when the timing is fine for your brain. Yeah. And that's a, that, that's a good way to look at it. Cause I feel like my whole day, my whole life is like, either avoiding overstimulation like finding the right balance of everything Mm -hmm. and oh my gosh i'm distracted there's a dog running whoa big dog i'm always so impressed by big dogs they're so majestic and like large and they're like cows Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) they're like cows (laughs) um but it's like, I, I feel like I'm always trying to, I think that's what causes a lot of my rigidity too, is because like, I'm trying to avoid a shutdown or I'm trying to avoid feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. And, and you've lived most of your life doing things because other people have wanted to do them, but you didn't want to, but you felt like you had to. Yeah. So you don't do that anymore. And neither do I. Yeah. Even if there's something you want to do that doesn't sound like the top of my list, I'd, I'd be like, just go by yourself. I just, I feel whatever. like we do more things on my terms, not necessarily things that you don't want to do, but there's still things you want to do, but it's usually on my terms. Well, I wouldn't put it like that. I feel like from an outside perspective, especially with some of my friends that don't fully like know you too well yet, or like have known you to the extent of like how much chloe knows you and how similar you guys are like you (laughs) have the same brain Mm -hmm. i feel like it's hard for people to understand if they don't like actually think the same way and it could come off as like controlling or like you make all the decisions or whatever but it's doesn't feel like that to me it's just that it's easier for you and a more enjoyable experience if you also yeah. want to do the thing. Yeah. And I've told you many times, like, just because I ask you to do something does not mean you have to say yes. Because every time that you have done that, <laughs> yeah. it ends in a disaster because you're cranky. Yeah. Or you're, like, complaining about the whole experience the whole time because you don't want to be there. Like, I would much rather go when we both want to do the thing. And it's not you picking everything. It's just when we both want to. Because I'm honestly, like, down for whatever, whenever. Because that's how my brain works. I love being spontaneous. You love love the excitement of it, yeah. Yeah. If you were like, let's go to Tahoe tomorrow, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Not on a Saturday. No. (laughs) See, there's my rigidity. I wouldn't want to go on a Saturday either. I forgot what day it was. I think for (laughs) me, one of the things that... This is good. I love our podcast. It always brings so much up. I feel like for me, one of the things that I can work on is asking for those accommodations and not suppressing the guilt that I feel around it, like allowing it to be there, but then retelling myself the actual truth about it rather than just me thinking that, Oh, I'm so stubborn. Oh, I'm so rigid. Yeah. You get very down on yourself Mm -hmm. when it's literally just like, that's how your brain works. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you feel bad about it too. You're like, is it okay if we don't go tomorrow? I'm like, I literally, 
it left my brain the second you, said <laughs> you did like, it I didn't even to. remember. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> but yeah. you, like, stew on it because you've been told your whole life that you, like, by the world around you, that you aren't as, like, flexible as the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is flexible. That's why there's yoga. Hmm? <laughs> what? I don't know. I just feel like anytime, like, I ask for, like, an accommodation or, like, a, um, why is my brain not working today? Anytime What's the word you I'm want of? to be accommodated, you feel guilty because no one else would need to be accommodated in that way, in your, like, yeah. perception. Yeah. That's how I felt when I had to ask for, like, gluten-free stuff. <laughs> I know it's a much smaller scale, but it's just No, it's the same thing though. It's just uncomfortable to feel like you're inconveniencing the world around you. I think this isn't just specific to us, like my neurodivergence or your no. pa- previous gluten allergy. I feel like <laughs> I feel like so many people say yes to the things that they don't actually feel aligned to mm-hmm. due to them either feeling like guilty for saying no or just feeling like they have to people please or like whatever it is. And we kind of talked about this in the um, podcast we did when we talked about like setting boundaries and stuff. So it just kind of goes back to that also. Yeah. I feel like in general, it feels uncomfy to be an inconvenience because just the world around us tells us to blend in as much as possible and not ask for what you need and just like get by with the least amount of trouble as possible. And like, I think asking for what you're, what you need can feel very confrontational and like icky. Yeah. If you're not used to it. And I feel like sometimes I am really needy, but do you think so? (laughs) Oh, you're not needy. Your brain just works differently. Yeah, I know. (laughs) i okay i've actually said those words to gwen one time that i was neat like i'm being needy today because that was the day when like so fridays we usually like bike to the gym and then if i did instacart that day then i don't want to go all the way home to get my bike if i'm like right by her house so one day I was like, can I borrow a bike? Also, I forgot my helmet. Also, can you heat up my lunch on the stove so I don't have to go home? I'm like, so sorry, I'm being needy. And she's like, no, like, you're my friend. <laughs> you're not being needy. Like, everyone knows that they can say no if they don't want to do something. That's true. It's not yeah. you being needy. If you feel like you're being needy and someone makes you feel like that, they don't yet know that they can say no and that's not your fault yeah. hmm. just because you know how to speak up for what you need yeah. and someone else doesn't doesn't mean that you should feel guilty about it yeah even though you might still a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah 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 that's good i feel like this is good Mm-hmm. also with your like rigidity and stuff i'm trying not to say like as much because i feel like i like, feel that like, like. i feel oh my god just say like i feel that it's going it's back to like school when they like doing a presentation and they're like don't say like i don't know it feels very distracting 
the word like is just very like it's very like you know what i mean like like what it's like 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 like, okay uh. let's try not to say like (laughs) for the rest of the podcast unless it like actually needs to be said did you say like (laughs) oh god (laughs) okay you said unless it like actually needs to be said (laughs) okay let's try really hard I feel like I'm going to forget about this in five seconds. Which is fine because I don't want to just focus Did I on just not. Did like again? Probably. <laughs> Screw it. Just say like. Who cares? Who cares? There are no That's rules. How we it's speak. not that serious. That's how we speak. It's not that serious. Okay. What were you saying though? Mm. With your brain things and being more rigid. Rigid. I'm rigid. <laughs> being more rigid. I'm rigid. <laughs> Can we make a song? We should make a song out of all of the weird things that we've said in our podcasts. You know, you know how like they do the, like compilations on yeah, YouTube of like the presidents and stuff, where it's like they they're make like, like singing a song. A song. Out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> now I'm being hyper aware of when I say like. Don't. Okay, let's let's get back on track. What were you saying um, about my rigidity? With your rigidity. Yeah. I feel like some people don't understand your brain because autism is still very taboo and not a lot of people know the ins and outs of it and the depths of how it can present and what it looks like in different people and all of those things which is why I said that sometimes it might seem to like some of my friends that you're stubborn or controlling or like this cranky guy that never wants to do anything fun <laughs> or whatever <laughs> however it might be perceived but no one said any of that right no it's just like, i just get insecure of that because yeah. they don't know you fully yeah and i know how if i was on the other end of that i might be like oh that's weird yeah why does he not yeah. like to do anything with you that's yeah. so strange yeah but it's not we just talked about how it's not that. Mm-hmm. So like everyone at the climbing gym is always asking, when's Trevor going to climb? When's Trevor going to mm-hmm. climb? When do we get to meet him? And yesterday I finally just told one of my friends, I was like, well, he's autistic. So it's really hard for him to try new things. And they received it like so kindly and sweetly. When I said you were autistic, he like kind of giggled. And then I was like, did I make you uncomfortable? You giggled. And he was like, no, I just thought it was really cute and sweet how you explained how his brain works and how you know that about him Mm -hmm. and i was like oh so just telling people the truth and what is actually happening Mm -hmm. is helpful that's one thing too like i feel i always feel like so misunderstood and like an example i could think of is like like like, like, uh, she and her mood. It's like, if I'm in a social setting, I'm not going to be speaking. Like, unless someone asks me, like, a question. But to an outside perspective, that could look like I'm being judgmental. Or I'm acting like I'm better than everyone. Or that I don't want to be there. Or X, Y, or Z. And we've also said how this could also possibly <laughs> Okay, be I wasn't going to say that. Because I don't sound you like are good looking. <laughs> I didn't want to sound like... And... No, I feel like your whole life, you've been like the good looking guy that seems kind of like stuck up because yeah. you're shy. That's something I'm very insecure about. 
Whereas like, if actually, you were like like really like this is like a deep insecurity for me. <clears throat> yeah, because people don't know you fully, and you might have like a little bit of RBF sometimes, just because you're like overstimulated, or you're not constantly smiling, which is fine. But I do sometimes feel like because you are more attractive that it can come off as you think you're better than other people. Especially, that just depends on the person, right? So if you're around someone who has that insecurity that everyone thinks they're better than them, that might be how they perceive you. That's their insecure ass. (laughs) That's their insecure ass. I'm a hot bitch. (laughs) (laughs) No, but... I think, yes, it's harder for you because you're already more misunderstood by the world, but I think that everyone is misunderstood in some way. Oh, yeah. Just because of whoever is perceiving you is going to have some sort of biased view based on their life experiences and how they view the world. Yeah, it's called Maya, the illusion. Like, everyone is seeing life. colored glasses what no that's something different what that's when like you uh only see the good in people and you don't see their red flags because you're like so infatuated with them oh well that's part of it because everyone is looking through is looking at life through their own lens Mm -hmm. like no one person is living the same exact reality like every seven or i think we're at eight billion people on the planet now like we're all experiencing reality slightly different from the person next to us. Yeah. And not slightly different, like completely different. And I feel that we spend the most time together, but we're also very, very different. And we don't perceive the things that we do together in the same way. No. Because we're different. Yeah. Like we could spend every second of every day together and like slowly maybe start to morph into the same person but we still have our own brains and we still see things in our own way which is like a cool realization to have but then also it's like sometimes i just want to be understood yes and i think that seeking to be understood you're always going to be disappointed yeah you can only be understood to the extent of someone's perception of the world which is going to be different than yours no matter what like we just said i think it's just like a human thing to want to like fit in though like i think it's kind of like a it's an ego survival thing yeah it's definitely nice it's like a primal with someone and they know exactly what you're talking about or exactly how you feel or they've had the same experience that's why i said you should find like an uh, autistic support group or something i know it sounds silly but i I don't think it's silly well you've never been interested in the idea every time i've said it one step at a time i think it would be helpful for you yeah i've also been thinking of going to therapy also but it's like one step at a time i did i did some research on it one step at a time and your therapist will also probably have resources for support groups and things like yeah because obviously other autistic people probably would feel the same as you oh yeah definitely in a social setting like that yeah i read a lot of like reddit and stuff like in the (laughs) autism community i feel like reddit itself is very toxic but yeah people just go on there to complain everyone is so naked on reddit 
And they're so mean <laughs> to each other. Like, everyone thinks they're so smart and so, like... Which I feel like... Okay, I love Reddit because I learn so much on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Like, so much. Like If I could read, again, like, I like, would... Like, be on reddit more but usually i only go on there if there's something specific i need to know um otherwise i'm not gonna read threads on threads on threads (laughs) no you don't like reading okay but can we talk about this for a sec though um that's like i would also like to talk about how your body responds to change yeah, so I'll get into that. So, Kay. like, I feel... Oh, my gosh. Not, uh, uh. Go first. We'll <laughs> I, get no, to no, it. No, no, no. I keep saying like. Like, uh. Every time you say it, I'm going to say... Mood. Like, uh. uh she and her mood. <laughs> um, what I'm having trouble with right now, like, literally, is putting my feelings and experience into language i feel like it's one of the reasons why i have a hard time relating with others or feeling understood or like i just want people to know me for me like my true authentic self but it's so hard to relay what i'm experiencing to other people And a lot of this does have to do with autism. And I also think that this, in some ways, like, neurotypical people would also experience this. But, like, autism specifically, like... You don't know how to express how you feel. Yeah. Like, I want to talk about it with other people and let them know what I'm going through and what i'm experiencing or like creating like videos for tiktok and stuff Mm -hmm. but every time i sit down to it's like so hard to get what's in here out into language it is very hard i actually have a very good example of this but i don't know how i would explain it because see (laughs) (laughs) what i'm talking about yeah (laughs) but i think that do you think also that it could be that maybe you're worried of how they might react if you do express yourself fully? Honestly, not really. Okay. Like, I want everyone to know me for who I am and let them make their judgments based on my authentic self rather than their own perceived notions of me before they know who I am. Yeah. And I wish that people could know you how I know you. Like, your goofy goober self. (laughs) Because I do feel like when you meet someone new, you're very quiet and reserved. And it is hard to get to know you at first. Because you don't, like... You don't really show people that at first, obviously, because you just met them. But for me lately, just in general, I have just been being, like, completely unfiltered. And I do (laughs) not give a shit of, like, who is going to receive what I say and who doesn't. And I also feel that that's how I've made so many friends so quickly, just by oversharing and not caring, like, who I overshare with. Like, if they're turned off by it, then I don't want to be friends with them anyway, and it's better to know in the beginning. I just had this thought, like, I would rather people judge me who know me for who I, like, actually really truly am. Than not knowing you fully. Yeah. Just gotta be unfiltered. 
because then that's their own pre-perceived idea rather than like seeing me for what I am and then based on their filter judging me based on that like that doesn't bother me what bothers me is when people think they know but then they don't I also think that it's harder for you to for people to get to know you because you have a hard time in social settings like knowing when it's your turn to talk and knowing when you're supposed to say what you want to say or what to say, <laughs> what to, say yeah. to carry on a conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know that it's easier for me to just like bullshit with people yeah. and talk to them and like figure out if I want to be friends with them or not. But for you, you kind of need to just like chill for a sec, feel out the situation more energetically than in a spoken sense. <clears throat> Like, when meeting someone new, probably, like, the first, like, at least five times that I'm around them, I'm super quiet, and I'm just being super observant, like, Remember just taking it Remember when I left in. you and Chloe by yourselves at the dinner table and went to the bathroom before you guys have, like... Yeah, we did good. <laughs> we I talked. Feel, I kind of forced <laughs> you guys to talk, because you guys are the same. That was shitty. <laughs> <laughs> she brings it up all the time Wait, we really? her. she's like remember the first time that trevor and i were left in a room together but see that was fine because i have like not like talked with her but like You'd when we would when we would go times. to vita i would yeah. like see her i'd kind of just take it in yeah yeah and i think if you want to climb ever which you have a free membership now, so... In the winter. Yes. I could also just tell some of my friends, like, he might be quiet at first, but he's just feeling out his surroundings, and it's harder for him to interact. So he's not, like, being rude. He's just taking everything in. Yeah. And the friends that I do have there would be like, oh, cool, sounds good. Can't wait to meet him. They would not care. Do you want to talk about my body? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about my body? <laughs> oh, man. Because I know that you wanted to talk about this. You you texted well, me. You're like... Can I talk about my mental health one more time for yeah, a sec? So of course. I realized that when I'm not doing the things that light me up, I... D- Analysis paralysis is 100% the thing that makes me depressed because of all of the times that I wasn't able to make choices for myself, like growing up and icky past like friendships, relationships, all the things where I wasn't able to make choices or didn't know that I could. And so now every single choice I make, if I'm not grounded, if I don't do the things that help me stay like in my body and calm and not overthinky I just start overthinking everything like we'll be on an adventure and I get so happy watching Tucker like run through the park and I'm like am I actually happy is this actually happiness Mm -hmm. is this actually like how do I know how do I know if it's happiness because I thought I was happy before but I wasn't Mm. can I comment on that Mm mm-hmm I feel like a lot of that too could be getting attached to your thoughts. So 
you're so present in that moment with Tucker. You're so happy watching him run. And then all of a sudden your brain's doing its thing. And it's like, wait, am I really happy or whatever the, whatever the negative thought that comes, even if it's not a negative thought, whatever thought comes that takes you out of that present moment, mm-hmm. you get attached to it. I'm not saying like you, well, you because we're talking about you in the situation but like you as in like like people like we get attached yeah we get attached to those thoughts Mm -hmm. without realizing that no it's it's just a thought going by in my head i don't need to attach to it i don't need to believe it i don't need to hold on to it and then keep spiraling having more thoughts about that thought and i think a lot of it comes down to mindfulness and that's why you said that if you're not grounded if you don't do your morning routine Mm -hmm. then that's where it happens more i think uh, i think a lot of it will does come down to mindfulness of your thoughts yeah and just being like okay this is a thought like my brain is literally just doing what it does it's It's, just trying to protect me because of all of the bad things that have happened in the past but we're good now and so just it's definitely a practice and I think a lot of it does require some faith also mm-hmm. faith in whatever faith in yourself faith in the universe faith in just faith like and I don't mean faith in like a religious context like faith as in ah, like it, it's gonna be okay like that sort mm-hmm. of like deep heartfelt knowing yeah and so when you have that thought that takes you out of the present moment all you need to do is notice it don't ignore it don't push it down but notice it without having the story around it Mm -hmm. and that's like where like mindfulness meditation it's like you you're meditating and then you have like a anxious thought or a worrying thought and all you need to do is just be like okay i'm thinking and then i'm going to return back to the present moment where if like you're doing like a mindful breathing meditation you return back to your anchor point which is the breath Mm mm-hmm Yeah, and I feel that most of the time when it comes up is with certain feelings that you can't really put into words, Mm -hmm. like being happy or love or whatever the word, whatever the feeling is that is just felt. I know what I know that feeling. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. And so I would describe it as love, like pure, pure, ecstatic, like love, like pure present love. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I don't know. It just happens all the time. And then I just slowly start to spiral and overthink everything around me and then just get really, really, really disconnected. Do you think that it's like in this place of like numb to everything because I don't know if I actually feel how I feel or what it feels like or how to express it or how to put it into words. I don't know. That's my. So two things I, I want to say. First is, do you... It's got very dark very fast. No, I don't think that's dark. The first thing I want to say is, I totally understand, like, as an autistic person and someone who is a very deep feeler, I think just from my own spiritual journey as well, like, I feel... When I feel an emotion, it's not just, like, an emotion. It's, like, a full body experience of that emotion and when i feel super super deep happiness and love i do get like i wouldn't call it sadness but there's like an underlying like melancholy of it like there's the word like again 
it's so hard to describe like i'm so happy i'm so present and also at the same time there's like a i feel like melancholy would be a good word to describe it but it's not sad it's more just like i think it's just the realness of everything mm-hmm. like when we do our little nature adventures or when we're taking tucky for a walk i'm so 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 happy that i feel like for me there might be and maybe for you too there might be like an underlying fear that it's not real or that it could be taken away that not that it's not real but that it it that it's temporary and that mm-hmm. this feeling won't last forever mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like also with the temporary nature of everything like it's so beautiful to realize that but then also it's like it makes you appreciate what you have right now so much more and also for me and probably for you too it's like but that also means that this won't last forever mm-hmm. and i want it to because it feels good and i love it but then the suffering comes from us wanting it to last forever and then it takes you out of the present moment that you're in right now where you're feeling happy right now in the only moment that exists mm-hmm yeah so remember when i like when we started talking about like where we want to get married and i like kind of freaked out yeah and like shut off yeah i feel like well one it was because i still have it in my brain that i need to be perfect before i can marry anyone because that's what was communicated to me in past relationships oh hell no oh yeah i'll marry you i love you but you got some stuff to work on that was literally what verbatim what was so bad (laughs) probably worse than how i said it that's so bad and so that's in my brain that i need to be perfect before anyone can love me forever and then also because of like the impermanence of everything it's just scary to think about like permanence in that way and then i started spiraling like okay what is love Am I in love? Do I love you? Obviously I do, but how do you put that in words? And then how do you put it in words that make sense in your brain and that calm your ego and that like stop this whole like thought spiral of overthinking and yeah. And that's why I think a lot of it does come down to also faith and prayer and because the ego and the mind, which aren't separate from each other, but just two words to describe the same thing it's it's going to make you believe with every bit of itself that your thoughts are like the ultimate truth yeah and there's no other way of looking at it and a practice that i do pretty frequently is when i have those like when i feel like i'm overthinking is i kind of just like take a step back and I realize I don't need to believe with my mind right now that this isn't going to happen or like whatever it is but I can believe with my heart and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like separating the two from like the mind that will try to convince you that it knows the absolute truth And then zooming out 
and coming from a perspective from your heart and realizing your mind only knows a tiny fraction of entire reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your heart knows more, honestly. Well, because your heart your is... Heart- is everything your heart is love it houses your soul and everything and your soul has been here longer than your brain has (laughs) and your thoughts have (laughs) if we're getting that deep and another thing too that i just thought of is this is like a, a good realization for me too is when i'm having those moments of happiness where i fear that it will be taken away from me it will never be taken away from you. That temporary emotion, that will change. We're always going to have different emotions, ups and downs. Like that that's literally life. Like we're mm-hmm. here to experience the human aspect of things, which includes emotions. However, the underlying frequency of it all is love. And that doesn't go anywhere. That doesn't go anywhere when someone passes. That doesn't go anywhere when you're in a different emotion, emotional state. Are you crying? A little. Wait, actually? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this is deep. (laughs) I didn't know you were crying. Well, like those little emotions that you can't really put words in. It's just little, little moments where you're so clicked in with your heart and with what lights you up that it can't go anywhere. It can't. It can never... When you die, that won't go away. When Your awareness of it could change, but it's always there. Yeah. It's Bobbing like... on the pod. It, it, what we're talking about reminds me of the last episode of Midnight Gospel with mm. Duncan Trussell and... I should watch that again. ...and his mother. If you haven't... First off, if you haven't... Okay, Duncan Trussell, he's like a podcaster. Isn't he? Wasn't he an artist or some sort of involvement in Adventure Time also? I think so, yeah. Like, isn't that how he got his show in the first place? Yeah. Anyway. Um, His podcasts are super awesome. He's, I think he's a comedian too. Like, he's really funny. But they're also, like, very spiritual and very deep. Um, But the show Midnight Gospel on Netflix is also really good. But... The one I always rewatch is the last episode. I think it's episode seven where it's a clip from his podcast that he has with his mother. And I'm not sure how soon before this was, but she passed soon after the podcast episode from a, um, like she had cancer. And in the episode, they talk a lot about how when someone dies, like that love. Are you cold? No. You just have chills? Yeah. Okay. That love, it doesn't go anywhere. And the grief that you have when someone passes, that grief is love. That's what you're experiencing. And I think I, th- I think that when I have those moments of pure joy and pure happiness, when I fear it's going to be taken away, I think part of it is what I'm experiencing is still just love because it's like pre-grief. It's Mm -hmm. like my body like saying this won't last forever, but that feeling is still based in love. And that lasts forever. And that always, because that's, that is what this is. That's what life is. I think it's just like having a really good feeling. You don't want it to go away because it's so good. And you know that like, you don't always feel that good. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, you want to grip onto it forever, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to because it's in you 
Always. It's always in you. And <laughs> if you hold on to that forever, it will eventually subside anyway. It'll eventually become mundane. Yeah, if you hold on to that one thing all the time. Because it doesn't leave room for more miracles or to come. Or you're like, oh, this one time we went to this park. It was so amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go there every single day so I can mm-hmm. feel like that every single day. Like, too much of a good thing makes it boring. And that's kind of, like, a lesson I had to learn with, like, my rigidity. Mm-hmm. Is like, I tried to replicate things that make me feel good. Like, morning routines. Yeah. <laughs> Today, my morning routine was using the muscle gun on all of my sore parts, <laughs> <laughs> which are my shins and my legs. <laughs> and then making myself breakfast. <laughs> that was my morning routine today. But, like, tomorrow it could be getting up, journaling, taking Tucker for a walk, whatever. I think that what we talk a lot about, like, a routine doesn't have to be the same thing every single day it's just like this one moment where you're doing whatever you feel like is going to set you up for a good brain day (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what chloe and i call it which usually for me is doing the same thing (laughs) in the morning at least Mm -hmm. but you don't always journal you don't i'm more open to sponsor what's the word spontane spontaneity I was out of spontaneity. (laughs) (laughs) Did you cry too? Mm Mm-mm. Turns out Cholula for breakfast (laughs) is a bad idea. (laughs) Wow, I feel like that was really good. That was so deep. We've never gotten that deep on the pod. That was good. How long have we been here? Not that long. say 50 or 30? No, I think it... Oh, shit. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Okay, well, let's talk about this real quick, and then we need to talk about the jewelry real quick. So, two things. First... Wait, hold on. For your mental health, it's very important. Is this what you're trying to say the whole time? No. Oh. Just that when I'm not doing the things that sustain my brain... I think a bug just (laughs) blew in my nose. I got it out. We're good. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) I felt it. Like a little gnat or something. (laughs) Anyway... I pulled a card yesterday and it was the sustainer card and there's a little thing on the side that said make a list of the things that sustain you and I was like oh my god I haven't been doing any of the things that sustain me so make a little list on a post-it or somewhere where you see it of the things that you feel like sustain you or fill you with like energy so for me it was eating a real meal (laughs) Um, drinking enough water adventures being active in some way every day even if that just means like doing yoga for 20 minutes in the morning like something active to nourish my body Uh, there were other things on there like art and creating but it's going to be different for everyone so just whatever you feel like sustains you I think that's good because I feel like so often we get caught up in, like, the distractions of life. Like, what we have to do. Yeah. Or, for me, a big thing, when I did have full-time jobs in the past, was every single moment that I was off the clock, I felt like we had to be doing something together because our time was more limited because I had to be somewhere else. Oh, my God. But <laughs> then I was like, but if I just go straight home to hang out with you, one, you might not even want to hang out and two i won't be able to be as present if i don't 
also do the things that I need to do to be present. Yeah. Like climbing. Yeah. I think that's good. Okay. On to your brain. My body. Or your body. (laughs) Talk about my body. Can we talk about my body now? (laughs) So. No, I think this is good because you like texted me the other day. You were like, I wish more people like understood this. Understood. Yes. Okay. How do you want to start it off? I don't know. You're the well, one who wanted so to. You're like, we need a podcast about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's such little awareness. And I would have been the person to not understand in depth in the past until you discovered that you have autism or accepted it more and expressed it more fully. Yeah. So change for you is not just hard. It's not just uncomfortable. It's not just like oh, I'm really comfy where I am. I don't want to change. It's not just going outside of your comfort zone. It's literally physically impossible. And it cannot just happen in a day or in a month. Mm -hmm. Like maybe a year, (laughs) maybe a few months. (laughs) But you have to prepare on a level that no one else would understand Mm -hmm. if there's a big change that you want to do Mm -hmm. and it can't just be sprung upon you like it has to be something that you've been planning for a very long time that you know every single thing about and every single thing that's going to help you transition into that change not just like we're moving to san diego in a month Mm -hmm. (laughs) which almost happened and i had a shutdown a big thinking about that yes and so what happens is like essentially not just with change but with any sort of change yes but then like any sort of overstimulation anything out of your normal daily routine that isn't going to be comfortable for you yeah but not in just like a let's go to dinner with our friends yeah like a big like moving what i'm what i'm trying to say is is I have formulated my days at this point in my life to where I have the perfect amount of stimulation. And for those who don't really understand autism, I guess a way I could describe it is it's like my senses are taking in everything that a neurotypical person's senses are taking in times a hundred. There's some days where it feels like it's times a million. Mm -hmm. And when that happens or when a change occurs or when something throws off my balance it it feels like my nervous system essentially like explodes (laughs) like that's how i would describe it to the point where i'm not able to function Mm -hmm. and so an example is last year when we moved apartments down like three buildings (laughs) literally we can see our old building from our building now we thought i had cancer (laughs) (laughs) And the symptoms like, it's were funny, there. It's funny looking back, but it's like... The symptoms were so, so there. It's so bad. Because my body, like, essentially shut down. Yes. Your lymph nodes were huge. Yeah. Like, golf ball size. <laughs> you had no energy. You couldn't even go with me to pick up a table from someone's yeah. apartment. Like... And looking back on it now that we know what happened, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because we moved our whole apartment in one day. Mm -hmm. The apartment was a wreck. We slept in, like, clutter. Um, 
you were uprooted, not in your normal space. Yeah. You didn't have your normal routine. Because yeah. for a few days, we just woke up and like got right to putting everything yeah. away for it to be like as in order as possible, as quickly as possible. And it's so hard to explain, but like you literally do not have the capacity for more than like one big thing a year <laughs> and that's fine but people don't understand that yeah that's where a lot of my like guilt or shame comes from like being needy but it's it's not me being needy it's me literally like this is the way my brain and my body works and it's me finding the accommodations for what i need and i, I don't think there's anything wrong with that mm -hmm. and like Sure, I would love to live closer to all of the things that I do at some point, but also I don't want to move anytime soon Yeah. because moving last year, it doesn't even seem like a year ago because it just now feels like we're finally like settled mm -hmm. in after yeah. all of the chaos. Yeah. And one, yes, moving is a big deal, but for us with your brain, it's like a big deal times a thousand. Yeah. And there's no good way to explain it other than we literally thought you had cancer and you were screened like you had cancer. Yeah. Because the symptoms were there. Yeah. Our doctor friend literally thought that you had lymphoma. <laughs> yeah. And the other doctor was kind of kooky, but. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. But we literally thought you had cancer, and it was just because the change was too big for your brain to handle. Hold on. So you physically shut down. Hold on. There's so much wind that just came out of nowhere. This is crazy. It also did that when we when I was crying. Did we, like, summon this wind? We summoned the wind. <laughs> it hasn't been windy all day. No, it was, like, slightly We'll probably breezy. listen back to the podcast, and there's, like, wind constantly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're just aware of it right now but it is very breezy right now um yeah i thought it would be better to explain this in the podcast but i don't know how to explain it well so no, like i think you explained it for some of my friends like they think that i would be happier in midtown in more of like a central location in reno versus south reno 20 minutes away from everything sometimes 30 minutes one i do like living far away and being able to drive away from the chaos when there is chaos but two i tried to explain to them in like simple terms like yeah we really can't do a big change like that and their response was like oh well change is scary but like it's worth it sometimes but it's not even that do you think that it's not even that is not even remotely close to like oh yeah change is scary and we're comfy where we are like it is literally cancer symptom causing <laughs> for you to have a big change like that like, if you're not prepared do you feel like that holds you back i don't My feel like it holds me back sometimes there are moments where i'm like yeah it would be cool to live in midtown in like a cute little brick house and have a garden but also i love our apartment complex i like that we have a pool i like that we have laundry 
and AC. I think. And that it's newer and clean and, like, there's only probably one other family that's lived in it before us because it's newer. I like all of those things. I've never lived in, like, an older house and i feel like i would overthink everything and i would convince myself that there were ghosts in it or something scary can i add hold on i'm not done Uh. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) but there are pros and cons and for right now where we are there are that's gonna be very loud don't do that sorry do not rub your beard on the (laughs) microphone (laughs) sorry if that was loud let me get my ball i need my ball um but I don't think it I think from an outsider perspective it could be perceived as I'm being held back because I don't get to do 100% Holding you of all of the things that I sometimes think about like oh yeah that'd be cool but I wouldn't change anything I don't feel like I'm trapped or I'm being held hostage or <laughs> I don't get to make decisions like we make decisions together that both Isn't work that for what us what someone would say better. who is being held hostage maybe <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't think i'm being held hostage though. i'm just kidding no and also like not just the change thing our apartment and being in like a suburb is like really you good probably hold that somewhere else it's like it's good because i feel like being in a busier part of town would be much more overstimulating because there's mm-hmm. louder sounds now of course there's a lot of trucks that drive by every now and then mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? And so. I'm not saying that this friend or this group of friends was in the wrong at all. I would have been the same person to say, like, yeah, change is scary. Like, it's fine. I think you're just using it as an example. Yeah, as an example of how, like, underrepresented or, like, unknown the characteristics of autism or mis- are. misrepresented mis- also represented. misunderstood yeah but it's hard to like i don't blame neurotypical people or people no. who aren't autistic for not understanding no it's not their fault yeah and i don't want it to seem like i'm being like Ugh, they don't understand because they were actually like no i don't think you are, are you when i did say like no like you don't understand like we thought he had cancer <laughs> they're like oh my god i'm sorry if i like push real buttons i didn't mean to like, they were, they felt bad. I didn't want to make them feel bad, but I feel like it's just really, 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 really hard to understand it fully if you don't experience it firsthand. And that's a shame because... Well, then I think our podcast is good. I hope people are able to learn more about autism. Sometimes I feel like I don't want to talk about it as much on the podcast or because I don't want to sound like we're being like whiny. I don't think we're being whiny. But I don't think we are if being whiny. If anyone thinks we're being whiny, like, just go listen to a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that here. <laughs> I think this was good. I have to pee like okay. a freaking racehorse. Well, let's wrap it up because by the time this podcast is out, guess what? Guess what, It's guys? finally done. Ten, out, ten years later. Twenty-four years later. <laughs> These right here. These bad boys. These bad boys. We got stuff. We got stuff. Woo-hoo! We got we got jewels. Okay, for those who aren't watching the video version of this, the new oh, necklaces really are 
out and they're live and you can get them at the link below or by going to hamadadesigns.com h-a-m-a-d-a designs.com and i would just like to say this is the last big collection drop that we will have maybe forever (gasps) what maybe um until we grow more and get maybe like until a we die team or something maybe <laughs> yeah maybe it's the last one ever <laughs> but it will be the last collection big collection that i create on my own so it could be a very 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 long time before there's a huge collection drop <laughs> again because as we mentioned in our other podcast or podcasts prior um I'm going to take a different approach to releasing things and making them as they are completed. I think this win is the confirmation from the universe that that is a good decision to make. Hell yeah. Thanks, Trees. No more forcing things. No more forcing. No more overthinking. Mm -mm. Just ride the wave. Just ride the freaking wave. Your thoughts are clouds, dog. Yeah. Hippy dippy doodah day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. You ready to wrap this thing up? I'm ready to wrap. Yes. Make sure you're following Hamada Designs on Instagram. Yeah, everything's linked below. Yeah. Please buy my art. Because uh, we love small businesses and neurodivergent owned businesses and. Queer, Queer owned BIPOC-owned businesses. businesses. And fuck capitalism. We kind of check all the boxes. <laughs> no. I'm no. a white dude. You're a white I dude. I don't check any of the I boxes. I check many boxes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. Bye. Gotta pee. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>